Welcome to Food Friday here on the Hunt Harvest Health Podcast, where we dish out food topics, recipes, and answer your questions related to food, food prep, and nutrition. Find our recipes and tips on our website at huntharvesthealth.com. On today's Food Friday, we talk about leprechauns, puppy milk, and making your own yogurt. You can find this episode at huntharvesthealth.com slash podcast slash make your own yogurt, as well as the recipe at huntharvesthealth.com slash recipes slash yogurt. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Hunt Harvest Health Podcast. Today, we are doing Food Friday. We haven't done Food Friday in a few weeks. And today, my special guest that's with me is our oldest daughter, Paley Bell. Hi, Paley. Hi. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, My name is Paley, and I like to play Legos. We make big cities and houses, and I like to set traps for the leprechaun. Yes, today is actually St. Patrick's Day. We have had a busy week this week of setting leprechaun traps, but that little joker just likes to take the gold. What has he left you? Has he left you anything? He left me a necklace. He did leave you a necklace. Did he leave anything else this week? He left me chocolate chocolate. But we couldn't actually trap them. It's hard to trap leprechauns. Why is it hard to trap leprechauns? Because they can can vanish. They can vanish. Yeah. So it's hard to keep them anywhere. Okay. So Paley, I'm going to do a few announcements. Okay. You want to help me? All right. Ryan is going to be doing a speaking gig at the Sportco in Fife, Tacoma, Washington. This is an event sponsored by the Outdoor Line 710 ESPN. He's going to be there with a number of other speakers uh, like Jason Phelps. Him and his cousin and hunting partner, Joey Pyburn, are going to be talking deer and elk hunting in the Washington backcountry. So make sure you check out that seminar. It's going to be pretty packed. They're going to have gear giveaways and lots of hunting and fishing gear giveaways. So check that out. Second announcement is we are all going to be at the BHA Roundup in Missoula, Montana, April 7th through 9th. Excited about that in my home state. And I think that's it for announcements. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about the food that we are going to talk about today. What are we talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about yogurt and milk. When Paley was a little girl, she did not do, when she was little baby, she couldn't do cow's milk very well. She would get GI discomfort. As she's gotten older, she has been able to tolerate cow's milk. In the state of Washington, we can still get raw cow's milk, which is delicious and yummy. And that's usually what we buy in our household if we're going to do milk. Paley, because she had a cow allergy as a child, she developed a love for what kind of milk? Puppy milk. Yes, folks, puppy milk. That's exactly what you heard. Paley, can you actually give us the story of what puppy milk is? Puppy milk is actually goat milk, but 
When I was younger, like when I was a toddler, I I was with my grandma and we were at the store, and I saw I saw goat milk, and I was like puppy milk. Why are you calling it puppy milk? What? Why do you call it puppy milk? Because on the box it looks like a puppy. The goat has long ears, up, and he looks like a puppy. Yeah, so when she was little, we'd get this milk that has a picture of a goat on the front of it with long ears, and she correlated that that was a a, a puppy dog. <laughs> so she has always called goat milk puppy milk, even to this day. She still calls it puppy milk. We've gotten some. We've all gotten a few strange looks in the grocery store when she says that. So, um, but. That when I said puppy milk, everybody looked at me. Literally, he was in that aisle. <laughs> yeah, Grandma said she was laughing her head off because everybody was thinking that we were buying puppy milk. Where can I buy puppy milk? <laughs> <laughs> and how do puppies get milk? <laughs> That's a little weird. But because of that cow allergy that Paley had when she was little, we, we really couldn't stop doing dairy. And when our second daughter was born, she seems to tolerate cow's milk better. Paley still prefers goat milk, so we will buy the raw goat milk because she likes that tangy, she likes that tangy flavor. Our second daughter won't really drink the goat's milk. She's like, what? You have to have developed a certain taste for goat milk because it has a little bit of a tangy taste, right? Yeah. Do you like that taste? Yeah. Yeah, you like that tangy taste. Yes, I do. And we noticed that the more uh, fresh the goat milk is, the less tang it has. Right, P? Yeah. doesn't have quite as much tang as the stuff with the puppy on, on it. Yeah. Because that's been pasteurized. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So today uh, we have a recipe that Ryan has actually been using. Uh, Joey and Ryan have been getting cow's milk from a local farmer and we've been splitting it and getting a half gallon and then we've been making yogurt with it. We traditionally, if we are going to eat dairy, we're going to eat yogurt and buying yogurt at the store usually has tons of fillers and It's been heavily pasteurized. They're adding sugars and things that we don't really need to eat. We would prefer to have our own yogurt that we can put our own stuff in. So I'm just going to give you a quick rundown on yogurt recipe and talk a little bit about yogurt. So yogurt is one of the most really common foods around the world. It's served mainly uh, Europeans eat three to five times more yogurt than Americans do. But in America here, we eat yogurt. Uh, Yogurt originated in Bulgaria and countries like Turkey. Greek yogurt is actually from Turkey. So uh, Chiobani yogurt, which is a really popular brand out there now, that guy is actually Turkish. And he brought his family recipe to America and has, you know, created a multi-billion dollar business of selling yogurt. We took that uh, fresh milk that we get from the farmer and we, uh, about a half gallon of milk will make two mason jars of yogurt. 
which can keep up to a month in the refrigerator if it's done right. We choose the raw milk just because we like the raw milk. It has more enzymes and more uh, natural sugars and stuff, uh, vitamins and minerals still in it. A lot of states it's illegal possibly to sell raw milk, so you have to buy the pasteurized and homogenized milk. It's recommended, though, that for this recipe, if you're using regular milk, do not buy the ultra-pasteurized. It doesn't work as well. And there are some brands where you can buy them where they're not homogenized, so they haven't been really blended and there's a cream on top. Uh, the reason that yogurt is good for us in a way is, is that when the in the in the making of the yogurt and the bacteria that are added, they break down into lactic acid and they make the basically the milk proteins more digestible by our gut, as well as they're giving us some of that fermented beneficial bacteria. Fermented foods, as we've talked about when we did our kombucha, fermented foods are used around the world in many countries in many different forms, such as you know yogurt, uh, kimchi, uh, kombucha, sauerkrauts. These foods are all good for giving us healthy bacteria for our gut and helping with digestion. So you can also use... The recipe also says you can do coconut milk and other alternative milks if you wanted to make the yogurt. I think you you want to uh, check the quality of those milks and what you're using, but I haven't tried it yet, but I am going to try it with a coconut milk because we do do a lot of coconut cream and coconut milk in our house. Like I said, you know, we do some milk, uh, but mainly goat milk for my older daughter and then yogurt. We do do a few cheeses, uh, but not much. That's pretty much our extent of dairy. And so I'm going to try it with the coconut milk and I'll let you guys know how that turns out. But for now, if you are doing cow's milk or other forms of dairy, this is a great way to start to make your own yogurt. And personally, I think it's way better than store-bought yogurt. It's less, it's less thick. It's, it's a little lighter on that depending on how let it, how long you let it incubate. But I, I just like the texture of it. I like the taste of it. I don't really like a super tangy yogurt. And so I prefer this one that we make isn't super tangy. To start your first batch of yogurt, you're going to need, again, uh, six cups or a half gallon of milk, preferably raw or pasteurized, but not ultra pasteurized. And you probably are going to do a 2% or whole milk uh, is the better. If you're doing a, a, a no fat, you can do a no fat. There are no fat yogurts, but the fat is really what gives it a little bit more of its oomph with this. So we, we are using a whole milk, obviously, but a 2% would be another good. So to get your yogurt started, if you haven't made yogurt yet, you're going to need a starter. And that starter is going to be the bacteria that are going to be fermenting the milk. We got a, we went and bought one of our favorite Greek yogurts, uh, organic Greek yogurts that we like, and we are using that as a starter. You can also, it has to have live cultures in it. So some of these, some yogurts you'll buy, it'll say has added cultures, but it needs to say live cultures. If they're not live, uh, it's not going to work. 
You can also, I believe, buy fermentation starter kits uh, that have the bacteria in them. You can buy those and have them shipped to your house and do it that way. We we got one of our favorite, just plain Greek yogurts that is full of live bacteria. And we used that initially as our starter. But now we've been making yogurt for a few, for a little while, and we use the yogurt that we made in the previous batch. So if you're, if you're going to make more yogurt, you want to make sure that you keep about half to one cup of your last batch. So if you eat it all up, you're going to have to go out and buy yourself some more starter. What we do is we eat up our jars and then half of that last jar, we keep it. And when we get our milk, we just go ahead and make our yogurt with it. It's a really simple recipe, but you do need to be present and be aware because if you leave it sitting, you'll overheat it. And if you overheat it, you're going to denature the proteins too much. What you do is you take that milk and just by itself, and you're going to put it on a pan on the stove and you're going to heat it up. If You, you will need a t- gauge thermometer so that you know what it's going to be. So you're going to put that milk on the stove and you're going to heat it up to about 180 to 200 degrees. At that amount, you're going to turn off the stove and you're going to let it sit. So once you get to about 180 to 200, you're going to take it off and you're going to take it off and just let it sit. And what's going to happen is the milk is going to develop because it's cooked, heated up. It's going to develop the, uh, it's going to develop a skin on the top of it. You want to leave that skin there and you want to let the milk cool down to about 110 to 115. While that milk is cooling down, what we do is you need an incubator. Uh, An incubator is what we're going to incubate the milk in to make the yogurt once we've cooled it down to our appropriate temperature. What we use is we use our crock pot. We put water in the crock pot and you, what I do is I'll just plug the crock pot in while the milk's kicking and let that put it on high and then let the water in there heat up. You want that water to be about 110 to 115 degrees. Let that water in there heat up to that temperature. Once your milk on the stove is cooled down to 110 to 115 You're going to take your starter, so either your starter kit or your starter yogurt, and you're going to put it into that warm milk. If you put it in before that, you're you're possibly going to ruin the bacteria. So make sure that you wait. You're going to first, whoops, you're going to skim the top of the milk off. So that that milk, it's got that layer on top of it, the skin. You're going to take that off. Then you're going to take your starter culture, and that starter culture, you're going to whisk into the milk. And you need to whisk it up pretty good, especially if you're using a yogurt as the starter because it'll clump in there and you want to make sure that it's well blended into the milk. So you're going to whisk that milk, uh, whisk the yogurt for a little bit frothy and make sure it's all mixed in. And what we do is take two glass mason jars, larger mason jars, and I use a funnel just so I don't lose a bunch of milk. I put the funnel in and I pour, you're going to pour the milk into the mason jars. It is about, so a half gallon is about two larger jars. Then you're going to take those larger jars and you're just going to put a, we, we put 
if you have a mason jar, you know, you have the flat top, flat part of the top, and then you have the twisty part of the top. We just put the flat part on, so it's not really heavily sealed, but it does have a top on it. And then we put that, those jars, we put them in this water bath that's about 110 to 115. Once that crock pot temperature hits that, you want to unplug it. You don't want to have it on. You want to unplug it or turn it off so that water stays at about 110 to 115. Again, your thermometer is now in that water, making sure that that water is the right temperature. You're going to put your two jars of uh, yogurt into this water bath. And then what we do is we put the lid on the top of those with the thermometer sticking out. And then we put a towel over the top. And what this does is it keeps the heat in, obviously, because your crock pot's not going to be on, but it keeps the heat in that water. And it will keep that water uh, with the yogurt in it at about, <clears throat> it'll keep it at about 110 for quite a few few hours. I if, if I've got a busy day, I'll do it at night, like I did this last night, and I just let it incubate overnight. The longer you let it incubate, the more the lactic acid is going to break it down. So a little bit more fermentation it's going to have. But they can they say anywhere from two to eight hours, depending on what you want with that. So you just let it sit in there covered with a towel, bathing in this water, warm water bath, and you let it sit. And then when it's done, you pull it out and then you put it in the fridge for at least a couple hours to let it set. <clears throat> and then you can put tighter lids on it and stuff like that. And it should last about a month in your refrigerator. The nice thing about it is we we take it out in the morning. We put berries in it. We put nuts in it. You can put a little, we put maybe a little honey in there if we want our maple syrup. And we, we also use it. You could make a, like a tzatziki sauce or like a salad dressing with it. Uh, there's so many different uses for yogurt. Uh, and it's just great to have homemade yogurt because it tastes so good and it's it's so easy to make. Once you start to make it and you like it, you're not going to want to buy yogurt at the store. But some of the nutritional things about yogurt, plain yogurt has about 7% carbohydrate, uh, but when they add fruit and they add sugars to it, so if you're buying stuff at the store, it can go up quite a bit in carbohydrate, even upwards of 20%, if not more. Uh, and the yogurt at the store, remember, they're adding like additives, so stabilizers, thickening, they're adding flavors, they're adding colorings. It's not really essential to have those things. A lot of those things are adding because it's going to have a very long shelf life, so it's going to sit in the store for a while. And it's it's going to be sitting there for a while, so they need to add those things. But we don't need to add those because we're going to be eating them up as fast as we can here in this house. The, the medicinal properties of beneficial bacteria are pretty obvious, but it, it really benefits the digestive systems and helps to repair intestinal flora that's either been damaged by antibiotics, poor lifestyle, poor diet, uh, there's all kinds of things that have been shown for beneficial bacteria helping uh, things like insomnia, uh, helping cancers. Uh, and I think that this is also why it's used as a popular food all around the world. You know, India, uh, Europe, uh, Turkey, United States, I would say we're, we're eating more of the 
we, we, it's fairly a new food that we've been eating, but it's a helpful because we don't get a lot of fermented food in the United States. People, uh, culturally, we don't have fermentation things going on. If you go to other cultures, they're using fermented foods because it started really when there was not refrigeration. Fermentation was a way in which to preserve foods when you didn't have, like we have today, refrigerators. So in a lot of cultures, they were using fermented food in every meal. They were eating it in every meal and they realized that it was improving their health. So yogurt is one of these ways to get some fermented food into your lifestyle if you're not used to it. If you do have a lactose intolerance, uh, sometimes yogurt is okay. So some people can eat yogurt, but they can't drink milk. When we would do an allergy test at work on someone, we can test, they will test for all the the, the main milks, uh, cow's milk, they'll test for the proteins in milk, which are whey and casein. Some people are allergic to casein, some people are allergic to whey. Uh, and that there is, there is differences there. You can test for cow, uh, goat's milk. You can test for, uh, yogurt and all the different cheeses. So depending on how a food is made and what's added to it in these dairy groups, the proteins, how they're denatured or fermented, fermented, that can tell you, uh, you're going to have whether or not your body's going to respond to that. So, <clears throat> If you think you have a bit of a dairy allergy, usually I just tell people to cut it out wholly, but sometimes people are okay with yogurt and not the straight milk, really because it's just more digestible. Really, it's about three times more digestible than milk. Uh, And I think that there's so much good things to say about fermented foods that we are going to uh, leave it there for the yogurt, uh, Paley. You're back. Do you have anything else to say? So yogurt's healthy. Mm-hmm. And when you make it, mm-hmm. you can like keep using the jars that you that you have been using mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Since my little sister Tana, she eats that yogurt every morning. She does. She loves that yogurt, huh? With berries in it. Yeah, with, we get the wild blueberries. Yep. 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 It's great. We love it. Okay, everybody. Well, have a great weekend. <clears throat> okay, bye. Okay, say bye, <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> bye. <laughs>